Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Redeemed, rehabilitated, and real entertaining. This is the Carl Jackson Podcast. Welcome to this edition of the Carl Jackson Show podcast, your daily dose of objective truth in this world of confusion and lies. Guys, Joe Biden over the weekend gave a commencement address at a historically HBCU, historically black college and university uh, over the weekend. And he said that the uh, that white supremacy is the most dangerous threat uh, to the U.S., um, to the U.S. In, a, in the commencement speech in front of black college students. Guys, I want you to know that the the biggest white supremacists or the most dangerous white supremacists in the U.S. and dare I say, perhaps even the globe is Joe Biden himself. I want you to be supremely aware aware that this guy is the most racist president or one of the most to ever adorn the whites the White House in and of itself. In and of itself, this guy has made a gang of racial statements in the last several decades that proves he was a racist. He hung out with racists. Some of his mentors were some of the biggest racists inside of the Senate. It's unbelievable to me. And if you listen to the video, you listen to the video. I'm going to play a video in just a sec, but I want you to listen to the video. You'll hear what Joe Biden has to say, claiming that America uh, uh, or claiming that white supremacy is the most dangerous threat or uh, to the U.S. And I want you to hear what happens after he says this. And I'm going to break this down for you because I've got some bad news for conservatives and black conservatives and actually good news. I'm going to I'm going to take this weight off of your shoulder. Uh, so but first, I want you to just stay tuned for some quick programming uh, program messaging and we'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to the Carl Jackson Show podcast. Guys, listen, uh, the economy is not going so swell. I want you to be aware of that. I want to make sure that you tie up your uh, uh, that you have physical assets, tangible assets that you can see, that you can that you can feel, that you can smell. One of those assets is gold. So Birch Gold Group um, has gold that's available for you, by the way. So former President Trump recently issued a warning from Mar-a-Lago. Here's what he had to say. Our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be our greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years, close quote. By the way, he's right. Some experts believe there are serious threats to the future of the value of the U.S. dollar because of inflation, deficit spending, and our increasing national debt. One asset that was uh, that uh, that has withstood famine, the wars and economic upheaval dating back to biblical times is gold. And you can uh, own a tax sheltered uh, retirement uh, retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or your 401k, uh, maybe from a previous employer into an IRA that's in gold. 
And the best part, you don't uh, you don't pay a penny out of your own pocket. All you have to do is text my name, Carl, to 989898, uh, and you'll get your free info kit on GOAD. Uh, think about this. In March of this year, when the banks faltered, the stock market faltered, gold surged. Birch Gold can help you find out how to protect your savings with gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers. Again, all you have to do is text my name, Carl, C-A-R-L, to 989898. Again, text my name, Carl, C-A-R-L, to 989898. Okay, now I want to play this video. Uh, again, this is, is Joe Biden over the weekend. I want to make sure that I get his words correct, uh, 100% correct, Amando. And then I want to make sure that I respond to them properly. Uh, because again, my opinion is this, that Joe Biden is the most dangerous white supremacist in the United States of America and perhaps around the globe. And I don't say that to be uh, hyperbolic. I don't say that to be provocative. I say that because this guy is a bigot. People have known that he's been a bigot for quite some time. Even as Vice President Kamala Harris caught him as much in a uh, presidential debate, which actually made some of her, you know, made people pay attention to her right before her polls totally collapsed. But I want to make sure I get this. I get this right from the bigot that's inside of the White House. Besides that, we have more news that I want to bring to you. I do want to talk about the case with Daniel Penny and Jordan Neely, the criminalization of self-defense, uh, what's happening on our southern border. We will get to all of that. Uh, but here's what Biden had to say. Uh, the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy, quote unquote. Again, that what he had to say in that video, the video that uh, the video that you're going to be watching, actually, the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. I want you to watch this video real quickly here, and then I'm going to offer my takeaways on the video. Stand up against the poison of white supremacy, as I did my inaugural address to a single out as the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. I'm not saying this because I'm at a black HBCU. I say wherever I go. Okay, so what do you think is the most damning part of that video? Is it that Joe Biden, the, the president of the United States, at least in theory, said the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy? Or is it the applause that you, had, that you heard afterwards? I would argue that it's the applause. I would argue that that is the most scary thing in the video because you have black college graduates that are going to earn more money than their high school graduate counterparts clapping like seals that believe this nonsense. This is scary. After we've gone through the civil rights era, after these, these young men and women, uh, or actually men, uh, have been privileged to go to a university to earn a degree where they'll go on to earn more money in Western civilization and the United States of America that has been, I would say, argue that has been nothing but good to them in comparison to other countries around the world that don't exist in the Western hemisphere. America is the greatest country that God has ever given man. And these people applaud. They applaud to it. They believe it. They believe it. They're not going to be stuck in poverty. These people are going to earn a buttloads more money than, than, than the average American. Let me just give you some stats. 
Let me give you some stats that all of these SEALs will get to uh, experience. College graduates are half as likely to be unemployed like high school graduates. Just consider the lockdowns. Consider the COVID lockdowns. Look at how many people lost their jobs. Look at how many people lost their employments. What did many college graduates do? They got to chill at home and make money. This is what these people will be privileged to. Bachelor's degree older holders earn 36,000 or 84% higher salaries than their average high school graduate counterpart. Yet these people are oppressed. Yet these people lived in a white supremacist society. I'd like to know that if these people live in a white supremacist society, um, uh, then, then why is it on this systemically racist soil are they able to go to college and earn a degree where they will out-earn their counterparts in this systemically racist United States of America? You see how backwards this crap is? You see how fake this crap is? The most successful black people are whining, bitching, and moaning and complaining that they're oppressed. This stuff is nonsense. It's utter nonsense. And Joe Biden and his administration know exactly what they're doing, because if they can convince the most privileged of blacks that they're oppressed, they can convince any black that they're oppressed. And that's their goal. The goal is to keep blacks angry, to keep minorities angry so that there's always this, you know, uh, so, so that they're always wanting to vote Democrat. Why? Because they believe that Democrats are the only ones that are championing their oppression, except. What we witness at the HBCU graduation is that there isn't oppression. It's fascinating to me. College graduates on average will go on to earn $1.2 million more over their lifetime than their high school graduate counterparts. What are these people complaining about? What are these people complaining about? What are they applauding about? And I want you to keep this in mind. You guys recall this. Here's, here, here's, a, here's a hard lesson to conservatives out there. You can kiss all the black booty you want for votes. It ain't going to work. You can Let me say it again. You can kiss all the black booty you want for votes. It is not going to work. I'm sorry. I've come to this conclusion. I, there's a lot of people out there I know trying to do great work in the black community. I believe that that work belongs to the churches and to individuals, and I believe largely out of the political spectrum. I don't believe that you're going to get gain black votes by kissing black booty. I just don't think it's going to happen. Look at what Trump did. He signed this. Look at look at what he did when he was president. He signed the uh, uh, to, what he he signed uh, a bill that gave HBCUs $255 million annually so that they wouldn't have to cut staff, so that they wouldn't have to cut programs. And I'm not talking about for one year. He did it in perpetuity. He signed a bill that will last 10 years, 10 years, so that so that these black HBCUs wouldn't have to go to Congress every year and kiss the behinds of Congress on both congressmen and women on both sides of the aisle just so they could get their funding. He eliminated that police reform. I disagree with police reform, but Trump did that. What did he do? He went into black communities and he set up programs where in these lower income communities, people could investors could go in uh, and, 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 uh, and invest in properties and make them more affordable. I, I forget. I forget exactly what the. Uh, exactly what the what the program was, but he incentivized investors to go into black communities and make them better. 
Nah, he doesn't get credit for any of that. None of these people care in the political realm. They don't care. I, I'm telling you, the best way to win the black vote is to ignore the black vote. And I don't mean ignore black people. I don't mean ignore the black community. But you have to stop kissing black booty in the political realm, thinking you're going to earn votes. Frankly, it shouldn't be about that in the first place. If black people really overwhelmingly black people believe in God, they believe in Jesus. I think that's where black the black community needs to be challenged just like every other community, frankly, because this stuff kissing black booty ain't working. When you have college graduates sitting there uh, applauding as they're getting their degrees, yeah, I'm oppressed, I'm oppressed, I'm oppressed. Shut the hell up. God almighty, this this stuff drives me nuts. But you think it's working. All right, so that's my first takeaway on that video. I want to talk about what happened. I want to talk about what happened with um, Jordan Neely, being uh, choked out allegedly by Daniel Penny. I see even conservatives writing that Daniel Penny died of being choked out, and that may well be. I know that's what the uh, coroner's report I would like uh, said. I would like to see a toxicology report. Uh, this young man, Daniel Penny, and I'm not trying to, uh, I mean, Jordan Neely that died. I'm not trying to paint him as some evil demon, but there it is a fact that the guy had some serious mental problems and he had a serious criminal history being arrested over 40 freaking times over 40 freaking times so i want to now go right to this video i want to play this video i I want you guys to understand all right viewer discretion is advised uh this video is not for the faint of heart although i would argue that this video doesn't look as bad as the media has made it uh, made it to look, but in the end, you do see uh, you do see Jordan Neely go uh, limp. I don't know if that point in time if he had already passed away, if he was just unconscious. I can't recall if he died on his way to the uh, hospital. I simply do not recall. But I do want you to watch this video. I want you to understand what's what's happening here. I want you to understand that what the left wants to do, what the Democrat Party wants to do is criminalize self-defense. And I'll get into more and in uh, more of this after you watch this video. But before we go to the video, I want to talk to you about my friends at MyPillow.com. Uh, Mike Lindell, MyPillow, uh, MyPillow has built a fabulous business. American jobs, you guys, American manufacturing. That's what we need to see more of inside of the United States of America. And exclusive for my listeners, he has a buy one, get one free offer on the new MyPillow 2.0. It has the same patented adjustable feel as the original MyPillow. Uh, but now it comes with this temperature regulating thread on the outside of the pillow that makes you makes it softer, smoother and cooler. So you get an even better night's rest. It comes with a 10 year warranty, a 60 day money back guarantee. So you can't beat that with a bat. But it is a buy one, get one. Here comes the F word free. Buy one, get one free offer. All you have to do is go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square at the top of the page, enter my name, Carl, C-A-R-L, or if you prefer, give them a call, 800-858-0263. Again, that number, 800-858-0263, MyPillow.com. Now, without any further ado, or further ado those of you that have not uh, seen the video, of Daniel Penny submitting, submitting, I don't like the way conservative columnists, uh, columnists even are writing about this, submitting um, uh, Jordan Neely 
and allegedly choking him out. Now, here's the video. I want you to pay attention. This video is over three minutes long. Um, and so perhaps Gabe will break it up just for a second or so. Uh, but I, but I want you to understand what has happened. I want you to see it, the video in its entirety. Without any further ado, here is the video. Oh, 
There, there, there's some takeaways that I have in that video. Obviously, it is, it is clear to me that for the most part, you had, uh, you had Daniel Penny, who, by the way, raised over a million dollars, and I'm going to be donating. I meant to donate over the weekend to his defense fund, over a million dollars for his defense fund at Gibson Go. So make sure you check that out. I believe this needs to happen. Uh, but it's clear to me that Daniel, uh, uh, Dan- yeah, Daniel Penny seemed to have known what he was doing for the most part. I, listen, I, I wasn't in jujitsu forever, uh, but I took jujitsu for yeah, I think it was about eight or eight or nine months before I sustained a serious injury <laughs> and had to chill out. But I was obsessed with it at the time when I was in it, so I was learning pretty fast because I would always, I would always uh, roll with people that had higher belts because I wanted to learn. Uh, I wanted to learn as quickly as possible. That was my uh, that was my goal. In the end, uh, it kicked my butt because I, I sustained a serious injury from that. But uh, nonetheless, <clears throat> I, I, I'd like to go back and train one day. But nonetheless, having said that, I'm looking at Daniel Penny, and he was doing everything he could. At some point, you could see that he was using he was using his body, he was using his leg hooks, he was using a rear uh, a rear naked choke. Uh, that I would argue, I, I, I guess, was sunk in there, but not enough. Where you could see where where um, where Jordan Neely was able to turn. His legs were kicking. His arms were moving. Notice the black man or the minority man. I don't know if he's from the Middle East or black. He looked black to me. Uh, notice he's not being talked about. He's not being prosecuted because I want you to understand what's going on. Uh, the left is trying to criminalize self-defense, but only when it comes to blacks. Uh, no, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. I'm correcting myself already because of Jose Alba in New York. So I'm correcting myself already. So let me just go back to the blanket statement. The left wants to criminalize self-defense. And this is what you should be totally, totally concerned about, totally fearful of. The reason why Jordan Neely, uh, now obviously Jordan, uh, Jordan Neely, I'm sorry, Daniel Penny had to submit Jordan Neely is because is because Jordan Neely was a criminal offender, a violent offender, a man who had serious mental problems, a man who had attempted to kidnap a seven-year-old child, a girl. All right, so none of this stuff you're being told about, but this is the truth. The guy was on the subway being irate and threatening to other riders, talking about how hungry he was, he needed to eat, he didn't care if he went back to jail. And why would he care if he went back to jail? When you have sorry behind leaders like a DA Alvin Bragg, a sorry behind leader like New York New York uh, City Mayor Eric Adams and the nanny of New York, Kathy Hochul, the guy had been in and out of jail over 40 times. So he was a threat to society. I don't care that he was a Michael Jackson impersonator when he was on the street, when he was on the subway and on the street at times, he was a threat to New York City citizens. And that's not being talked about. Why? Because the goal is to criminalize self-defense. And this is exactly what the left is doing. You know that your natural instinct, when someone tries to attack you or when someone throws a throws something at you, I, I did this example years ago when I first appeared on Dennis Prager's show with my boy, uh, uh, Nostra Dennis of the American Adversaries. And and we did this, I, I believe we were on camera, I can't even recall at the time, but 
I asked him to put his arm up or vice versa if we were throwing something at each other. Our natural instinct, everyone's natural instinct, I want you to get this when it comes to self-defense, is to throw your hands up or, or, or to do some type of position, cover your head, something in order to defend yourself. It's natural. It is natural. Here's what the left wants to do because they want you to worship God over government. See, our government and our founders were smart enough to include a second amendment so that we could defend ourselves against tyrants in the event that the government that the government turns on us on we the people since we are supposed to be the people with power inside of the United States. And it's a God-given right to be able to defend yourself. I believe that's why God gave us the instinct that if someone throws a punch at you or throws something at you, tries to kick you, whatever it may be, just it's just natural. You don't even think about it. I don't care if you've not fought one time in your life. You don't think about it. You, you defend yourself automatically. The left wants to kill that in people. They want to kill that instinct, the, the instinct to self-defend. They want you to think a second. You know, a second time. They want you to think, oh, my God, my life is in danger. But what if I go to jail? That's exactly what they're doing. That's all that's taking place in this case of Daniel, uh, Daniel Penny. This is why Daniel Penny is being prosecuted in New York City. What he did in the New York City subway was defend life. I'm sorry. Uh, that Jordan nearly died as a result of it. It obviously wasn't because he was black, because a black dude was helping Daniel Penny, as you saw in the video. This hasn't, this isn't the first time it's happened. Just recently, Army Sergeant Daniel Perry, remember, he was just sent to prison in Texas for defending his life against, what's this guy's name? Garrett Foster, who is, who was a Black Lives Matter protester carrying around an AK-47 during the, during the, uh, George Floyd riots. Uh, carrying around an AK-47, he approaches Daniel Perry's car. Daniel Perry was 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 working as a rideshare driver. I don't know if it was one of these companies, big companies. I won't mention the names. You know who I'm talking about. But he was working as a rideshare driver. These 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 Black Lives Matter George Floyd protesters stop his car, surround his car, get in front of his car. This guy, Garrett Foster, apparently points an AK-47 at him. I got to tell you, I don't care if he didn't point the gun. If he approached, if he approached Daniel Perry with an AK-47 in his arms, he's not law enforcement. He's just some dude on the street. I think at that point I would have fear of my life. Uh, Daniel Perry, not Penny. Isn't that amazing? Uh, Daniel Penny is a guy that was in the subway. Daniel Perry is a Texan and the army sergeant that was just convicted of murder and sent to prison for defending his life. Again, the goal, the goal is to prosecute criminal self-defense. The goal is to prosecute, I'm sorry, self-defense and make self-defense criminal. The goal is to make the criminals the victims and the victims the criminal. That is the sick world that the left wants to create. But he's not the only one. He's not the only one. I'm trying to remember other cases uh, here. Oh, by the way, it was this uh, little George Soros-funded uh, DA or uh, uh, left-wing prosecutor, Jose Garza, because originally this, this case was brought in front of the, uh, I, I don't know, it, it, I... I I'm not exactly sure how to say it, but but this basically the process state prosecutor looked at this case 
and, and decided not to, not to prosecute. Then you get this Soros-backed DA or state attorney, Jose Garza, in, and he decides to go ahead and prosecute Daniel Perry. All right, Soros spent $650,000 on that particular race. And then uh, Greg Abbott, by the way, says he's going to uh, pardon him. Uh, that cannot come soon enough. In my mind, I'm sorry, you're walking around with an AK-47. You're pointing at people. I understand if your hands aren't on it. I understand if you have it on your side, your arms are clear where you don't feel like a clear threat. But the moment you start approaching somebody, your hands are on that gun. I'm sorry, that's a threat. That is a threat. Uh, you're not in a police uniform. I'm sorry. That is a threat. And then don't forget about the McCloskeys. You guys remember the McCloskeys? You guys remember the McCloskeys, right? The McCloskeys who, the, Mc, uh, the McCloskeys who, and it was in St. Louis, Missouri. Again, during the riots, during the riots, they were at their property in, I believe it was in St. Louis, Missouri. You had Black Lives Matter protesters come onto a road that led up to all of these private properties, and they were going to bombard their property, going to bombard their house. So both Mr. and Mrs. McCloskey come out with their stage prop guns. <laughs> I believe at least a handgun was, and he comes out with the AR-15, if I recall correctly. I think he admitted later that they weren't even loaded. Again, one, some stage, top, stage prop type gun. Another was an AR-15. I believe that wasn't even loaded. Uh, so here they were just showing face, hoping to God that the that the protesters would fall for it and leave them alone. And in fact, that did happen. In fact, that did happen. But you had Kim Gardner, who just recently resigned, by the way, Kim Gardner decided to prosecute them anyway. Decided to prosecute them anyway. Now, the governor uh, pardoned them. But and then you had a woke judge that suspended their law licenses indefinitely. You see how this system works with these woke people? You see how the system works? And then don't forget Kyle Rittenhouse. You had Kyle Rittenhouse who uh, who shot three men in self-defense in Kenosha, Wisconsin. We all saw it on video. One man literally, uh, 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 one man literally grabbed the barrel of his gun. Uh, uh, he shot him. Another one tries to hit him with a skateboard. Another one, uh, he shoots, shoots and kills him. Another one uh, uh, pulls a handgun out over his head, attempts to shoot him. Kyle Rittenhouse shoots his hand and arm first, literally blowing it into smithereens. And, and, and this guy is trying to come back and sue him now. It, I mean, it, it, it's absolutely astonishing. But make no mistake about it. Make no mistake about it. The goal is to criminalize self-defense. Guys, you know what? I, I was reading a column today, and I forgot to print this out. But I I forgot to print this out. But it's so important. It goes back to my uh, the, the uh, white supremacy argument. You guys remember the killer of Wisconsin, the, 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 the Waukesha, uh, Wisconsin mass murderer that ran over, killed several people, injured tons of other people. And the the uh, Waukesha uh, uh, Christmas parade, you guys don't remember that black terrorist. You guys remember the uh, New York City what what was he? Another guy on the subway, a black racist that went on the subway, shot people up on the subway. Luckily, he didn't kill anybody. Apparently, he was a bad shot. I forget the gentleman's name, and it isn't important. But I can tell you this: he was a black domestic terrorist. 
went on the New York City subway train to shoot people up. No mention of him by Joe Biden. I, I, I want I want you to count. I, go ahead. Go ahead and count. Uh, because I know what your what you fake phonies are going to say. J6 protesters. J6. Pro, listen, the J6 protesters were never a threat. I like I, I'd, I'd like any of the HBCU graduates that are that are going to go and out earn their counter their house high school counterpoints by uh, parts by at least one point two million dollars over their lifetimes. I like to know which white supremacists um, uh, prohibited them, deterred them for getting a degree in America. I'd like to know which which white supremacist name them, name them. What white supremacists came on the train they were on trying to shoot them up? I'd like to know. I'd, I'd, I'd like them to name them. I'd like to know if uh, what white supremacists ran a car, uh, ran a car through and uh, uh, killed a bunch of black people uh, during a Christmas parade. I'd like to know. Oh, Charlottesville. You mean the lie Charlottesville where one white nationalist uh, ended up killing a white liberal woman? You mean that one? The Charlottesville lie, is that all you got? This stuff is a joke, man. It's such a joke. All right. Um, and now the last video. <laughs> the last video that I wanna that that I want you to watch. And again, I want to thank my uh, sponsors today, Birch Gold Group. <laughs> and also my pillow guys please subscribe to the podcast seriously wherever you go to get your podcast it helps big time please subscribe the carl jackson show is where you can find me apple google spotify uh please subscribe to our youtube channel our rumble channel if you prefer rumble the uh the free speech platform that is rumble the carl jackson show there you'll get the uh videos right to your inbox rate and review the show Uh, If you do that, that'll help our message spread because it'll help it kind of move up and get noticed on the charts, if you will. That is a big help. We are on social media. Please join me on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. The Carl Jackson Show uh, is where you can find me now. I want to play this this last video for you. This is a a CNN guy. (laughs) He interviews an illegal alien that just comes fresh from the border. Uh, after Title 42 ends, he asked the illegal alien <laughs> if he's here as a result of uh, Title 42 being ended by Biden. Uh, and it is a clear and emphatic no. And at that point, the CNN reporter is ready to move on pretty quickly. Uh, but uh, Gabe, let's go ahead and roll that video real quick, and then I'll respond to that as I close. Una pregunta, um... ¿Usted está enterado del título 42 y que iban a abrir la, uh, la frontera como antes de la pandemia? ¿Were you aware of Title 42 and that they were going to open the border com- uh, like before the pandemic? Sí, sí, sí. Está sí por eso viniste. That's why you came? Claro, igual que mucha gente. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you. Gracias, muchas gracias. Y suerte con tu viaje, Pedro. Uh, Pedro, it represents a lot of the stories here, the migrants that we're uh, hearing on the streets. Uh, so many uh, officials here have told us they are ready for what's coming next, projecting an air of confidence. Sarah, only time will tell if they're right. Yeah, interesting to note that he was well aware of Title 42 uh, coming down. That's what a lot of people are are worried about. All right. It is obvious that people are bombarding the border because of Joe Biden, because of Joe Biden. And I'm not just talking about now. And listen, Title 42 isn't going to solve the illegal immigration problem. It's a much bigger problem than Title 42. I appreciate what former President Donald Trump did in erecting 
uh, or using this law or erecting this law to keep people that are ill or people that were uh, that have COVID out of the country. But that isn't something that's going to stop the flow of illegal immigration uh, simply because you see the numbers have just skyrocketed since Joe Biden has been in office and basically signaled to the rest of the world that our borders are completely wide open. Here's what we're going to have to do. This is we're going to have to get down to the nitty gritty. First off, we're going to have to get as many conservative America first Republicans elected to Congress and Lord willing to the White House in 2024. And then here's what's going to have to happen. Immigration has is going to have to become skills based immigration. You cannot come to this country. I'm sorry. You cannot come to this country if it's not skills-based immigration. You're going to have to uh, bring something to the table. You're going to have to have something to offer. We're also going to have to implement an E-Verify system, not just federally, but listen to me, Republicans, conservatives, wherever you are locally and in your state, make sure that there's an E-Verify system and a strong one in place so that uh, you have these corporations that cannot hire illegal immigrants in the place of of, of American workers. Also, there's got to be a moratorium on legal immigration. I'm sad to say this because I know there's a lot of good people that would love uh, the, that would love to come to the United States. Already, we are so generous with our immigration system that we allow 1 million new people into the country every single year legally. We're going to have to put a hold on that because Joe Biden and his administration, Alejandro Mayorkas and all these people in his administration have totally wrecked the system. And yes, we're going to need we're going to need people with spine in 2024 because we're going to need to deport as many illegals as possible. We're going to have to support uh, 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 deport as many illegals as possible. Guys, we are killing the middle class with this illegal immigration. That's not I'm not even. I'm not even including the crime that's going to take place uh, as a result of uh, people that have not assimilated. Uh, never mind the fentanyl that is uh, that is entering our country, killing at least 100,000 people annually. Young people are young people. Talk about depopulation. I'm not even talking about that stuff. But the threat to the middle, uh, the threat to the middle class. The drain on our resources from schools to hospitals, we have a shortage of nurses, we have a shortage of doctors, and we have a bunch of illegal aliens that are going to flood our ER system, draining our resources. Our teachers are already spread thin. We're going to spread our classrooms even thinner, and we're going to have to cater to people that don't even speak English? I'm sorry. This is just nonsense. This isn't mean. This is nonsense. This is how you commit national suicide. So I'm sorry. We need a moratorium and we need to deport as many people as possible. We need to make sure that Americans are getting paid a fair wage for good jobs. And we need to incentivize Americans to even want to work blue collar jobs because they've been hearing from the liars in Washington, D.C., that the only people that will work these jobs are illegal aliens. And that's why we need them. And we've disincentivized and we've 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 made blue collar work and hard work and labor, whether it's farming or, or construction or whatever, or whatever it is. We, 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 we've made them bad. They're not bad. We need these jobs. We need people to do these jobs in order to survive.
We need people that can do construction. We need people that can farm and that are willing to grow citrus and vegetables and, 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 and harvest them. We need construction workers. We need plumbers. We need electricians. We need AC people. We need roofers. Stop making these jobs look bad. And by the way, if you're an entrepreneur, you can make a buttload of money off of these jobs. And we need to stop paying so many people, uh, uh, allowing so many people to get on a welfare dough. People, welfare recipients earn with their benefits approximately 20 bucks an hour. Now, there are some people that definitely need a helping hand. But there's a lot of people that don't. That use the excuse of COVID to go on welfare and never give up and, and never give it up. That has to stop. That has to stop. So we got some solutions here. I'm going to dive into this stuff a little more uh, in depth um, later this week when I'm on for Dennis Prager and Officer Tatum. Uh, so I look forward to that. Guys, I appreciate you. Oh, 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 one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. I just want to make mention of this. I didn't get to this today. Uh, a couple of things. Dave Chappelle, totally clown. San Francisco. I'll try to get to that. Uh, Gavin Newsom is reneging on his renege of reparations. I'll try to get to that. Um, also, basically, witnesses that the House Oversight Committee needs. Uh, here it is. James Comer states whistleblowers on Biden family being intimidated by the White House. Nine to 10 are missing, either in jail or being intimidated by people at the White House. Uh, so to not come forward to testify against the uh, against the Biden crime family. Man, this is, you're looking at a mobster in the White House. Not only is he a white supremacist, he is, this is a man that wants to keep black people down. He wants to keep black people angry, not because he cares about their success, but because he cares about getting the black vote. If the Democrat party cannot get the black vote, they cannot survive. And this is why they're after they're creating these other these other groups, whether it's LGBTQ, because let's let's face it, black people, we're killing ourselves. So the Democrats have to keep this divide and conquer, create all of these all of these groups that will be loyal to the Democrat Party. That's exactly what they're doing. That's the biggest white supremacist there is. Joe Biden in the White House. Just understand that. Unbelievable. Uh, I'll dive into this. Uh, honestly, I'll be talking about this. I'm sure peppering it in throughout the week because I want to make this point emphatically clear. Joe Biden, Joe Biden is the most dangerous white supremacist in the U.S. and perhaps even around the globe. Thank you for tuning in today, guys. I appreciate you tuning in. Please, again, uh, support this podcast. Go check it out. Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube, and Rumble. Find me on all things social media, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, the Carl Jackson show is where you can find me. And until next time, don't grow weary, don't grow weary doing good. <laughs> Get that out. God bless you.